Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. You're listening to America's Diesel Podcast. Did you see uh, that excursion on uh, Craigslist for like $65,000? Is it the 6-7 one? No. The seven three with like twenty two thousand miles. Jesus. In fact, Corey, if you want to pull something up, you can pull that one up. It's it on does Cra- look brand new. It's on Spokane Craigslist. Yeah, it's maroon. It has got the most badass seats in it, like the coolest color. Like, I'm surprised you haven't seen it. I probably have. I. I- I saw the price and I was like, you fucking guys. I've been rolling through way too much stuff on Facebook Marketplace right now. We'll probably talk about that in the second episode we filmed today. I thought we already started. We are starting. Are we? That was the start. That was the start? Yeah. It was the one that was 64K? Yeah. You see, it's like maroon. It looks super clean. I just went through a couple pictures. $64,000. Yeah, right here. Good grief! Yeah, two thousand two. <coughs> I mean, it's it looks oh, leveled. Eighty thousand miles. Sorry, it's leveled. That's cool. It's got like wait till you see the interior. Got updated mirrors on there. Nice wheels and tires. I mean, it is a beautiful. Dude, wait. Oh, go to those seats. Oh, you went right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's got the Eddie Bauer seats. Dude, that thing is nice. Yeah. Sixty-four thousand dollars. Nice. I don't think so. I mean, it's done very well. It's I don't, but it, ooh, it doesn't. No, that's what's killing it right there. It does not have climate control. That would kill it for me. If I'm going to spend $64,000 New heated two-tone leather, new towing mirrors, LED tail lights, immaculate in and out. Okay. I understand all that. 88,000 miles, definitely low. Mm-hmm. 64000 freaking dollars for that is still, I think, absolutely absurd. Like, uh, I mean... I, I, but they're not even to the point where it's like you could buy one, like let's say, would you pay for yours? Fourteen. 
Oh no! After taxes, I was like eleven seven five okay. or something like that. Imagine if you put thirty grand into that truck. Oh yeah, it would look just like that. Pre- pretty darn close, I can tell you that right now. And you could rebuild the engine that would have zero miles on it, but yeah. it would still be ticked on there. But like, I think there's a like some of these places they they find these things and they just think they're absolute gold. I don't think they're gonna get sixty four thousand for that. No, uh, they'll get like fifty. Dude, I think that's still outrageous, man. For for a freaking, what is it now? Twenty one year old truck. Yeah, still a seven three. Still has a, still has eighty four horsepower to the rear wheels. Eighty six. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's clean. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I but... think if it was a limited or an Eddie Bauer edition, um, they would probably definitely be able to get more. But I... because it does not have the climate control, it just has the normal HVAC in it. I think to ask that kind of money, you have to be at at least under 30,000 miles. Yeah. I don't know. Excursion people are different. They are. That's fair. This week's podcast episode is brought to you by Fuel Bomb Diesel Additive, an additive designed for diesel enthusiasts, made by diesel enthusiasts. Ben, take it away. Hell yeah, dude. So this is our in-house fuel bomb fuel additive for your diesel truck. Uh, Our biggest thing here is making sure that you can pretty much always have uh, diesel additive on you all the time. The, you've got a lot of other additives out on the market that are, they have, you know, anti-gel in there all the time. They have C10 in there all the time. They end up being big and bulky bottles. Uh, Our uh, standard everyday diesel fuel additive is one ounce per 32 gallons. And that's its main job is to make sure that your fuel system stays lubricated and prevents the formation of algae. And it should also help you in colder climates too. Should definitely help you in colder climates. Along with cleaning your fuel system and maintaining it, It'll also help you bump that cetane number up for a more efficient burn of your diesel fuel. And if cetane is just what you're after, there's the Fuel Bomb Hellfire, which is our straight 8-plus cetane enhancer. Yeah, and you guys asked, and we brought them back. Uh, we did go away from the bottles that didn't have the measuring little parts in there. We brought them back for you, so now you can measure out your 1 ounce per 32 gallons for the F-Bomb or 4 ounces per 32 gallons for the Hellfire. Both these additives are available on our website, dieselpowerproducts.com. Now let's get back to that episode. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. This is Ben <laughs> Tyler and Corey. He's that third luscious voice you hear from America's Diesel Podcast coming from Spokane, Washington. What are you going to say? What are you going to say, Corey? Yeah. Corey's making that face like he wants to say something. I wasn't going to say anything and just leave awkward silence while you <laughs> waited for me to say something. <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> You can find us on Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere that's to podcast. You can find us by searching America's Diesel Podcast. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. We have our own Facebook group. It's called America's Diesel Podcast dash the group. There are three questions you must answer to get in. There are many right answers and many wrong answers. Answer accordingly. Uh, forewarning, this is a spicy group. Spicy. Red hot chili pepper spicy. Uh, you can also check us out on Instagram. We do go live on Instagram every Wednesday right around 5 p.m. Pacific time. Come up here with the boys, talk a little bit of shit, and have ourselves a good old time. Tyler reviews. Oh, yeah. Let's keep those reviews coming in. We are we finally hit 500. Nice. It's like a mile. That's like a milestone. Yeah. 500. Well, 500. 499 five-star and one one-star from some douche that doesn't like that we... Uh, ask people to give us five stars <laughs> i mean anyways uh leave uh screenshot your review on any of the platforms that ben mentioned earlier screenshot it again screenshot it twice one for your records and then one to send to us so you can get a sticker as long as you send it with an address and a picture of your truck 
That was choppy. <laughs> I feel like I haven't done this for a while. It's okay. We're gonna get through it. Just keep keep breathing. I, keep that's going. It. That's it. I'm, I'm done now. It's been I mean, worse. It's been, it's been <laughs> worse. But it's been so much better. I know. We've, some of our intros are like the biggest train wrecks known to man, but they are so good. Some of them, yeah, so good. Uh, if you need parts for your diesel pickup, make sure and check out dieselpowerproducts.com. We do have uh, stuff to buy. If you see that Quickshift logo. <laughs> It's guaranteed in stock, ready to rock. If you have any questions on that stuff, make sure and give our sales technicians a call. They are live on the phones, 6 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific time, Monday through Friday. You can also reach us through email, the chat feature on the website, Instagram, social media, whatever. Uh, And if you are a podcast listener, which you are, you're listening to this, make sure and let them know if you're talking to someone, you are a podcast listener. Receive absolutely nothing monetarily, but special attention from the three of us here should something happen with your order and uh, i'll be honest folks that really does help out except for you honey badger again i'm gonna ride this till every order that comes through for you i'm putting on a two-day delay don't care (laughs) oh my globe uh yeah real talk let them know that you are a podcast listener we uh tally those up at the end of the month let's the guys upstairs know that we're down here having fun drinking beer and equating to some very nice according to some sales because at the end of the day money makes the world go around also well special shout out to literally right now scott beaver just instagram messaged me um oh yeah my freaking gosh (laughs) i've been on the hunt for this is a good topic too because i have an excursion this is an excursion episode but uh he found me some uh some tan leather heated seats oh right on they obviously need to be recovered but so do mine i've been looking for the factory heated seats i can put them in mine um he found him in a junkyard near him 150 dollars for both wow so thank you scott like you buying them yeah i literally just texted him yes exclamation <laughs> right point yeah uh scott thank you sir uh i will get you some cash and uh figure out how much shipping is because I, I if i recall correctly i believe you are down in oregon so we'll get those fired up this way and uh yeah and that is part of what happens in our Facebook group. We have this huge uh, group of people that uh, I, th- I feel like I feel like we all love to hate each other. There's a lot of good information in that in that group. Tyler just, has no idea. I just but, thought of something. Yeah. So what if? Uh, no, maybe not. I was gonna fill in the blank ones on my Facebook book. Uh-huh. But what if we sent it to our listeners that post those memes and have and them then, draw themselves? And then yeah, hmm. or I don't know. Just to get it around the community. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just fill it in. We'll figure it out. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, Tyler doesn't have a Facebook, thus... Yes, I do have a Facebook book. <laughs> thus, we had some people in our group make a uh, a page for him. It's called, uh, we wanted to tag Tyler, but he is a glizzy guzzler and doesn't have a Facebook. I'm pretty sure that's what it says. I can't read it from here. Um, and then they were nice enough to <laughs> screenshot, <Bind> screenshot <laughs> a bunch of the posts, send them to Shutterfly. They put them in a book and then sent it to Tyler. So Tyler's got a Facebook book. Yeah. Very nice binding. Very nice very binding. Nice. Um, however, some of the things were too spicy, so Shutterfly would not print them. They're just they're just redacted black boxes on there, which is so yeah. good. It makes it so better. I'm going to fill them in. Uh I'm waiting on the the uh, paper paperback copy. Yeah. You know, we could you know maybe sell them. I don't know. It's a bestseller. <laughs> so let's get into this episode. So we had a an email which I should have printed and bring it and brought with me, but uh, we had a listener that um, wanted to know more about buying an excursion, and there there are from my own experiences there are a lot of things that go into an excursion. Um, and it's very easy to get overcharged in my opinion. 
And Tyler's pretty much just going <laughs> to fall asleep now because yeah. it is yet another episode about excursion the seven three shit. All right, so this was from oh thanks Corey yeah. uh, Taylor Taylor what up dog? And it says I'm a new dad, so I'm looking into the ultimate family vehicle. Congratulations and good choice. Uh, which we all know is the excursion. Mm-hmm. What I want to know is <laughs> what is the best excursion to pick? Seven three versus six zero, or buy a gasser and swap in a common rail? Does the five R one ten make that much of a difference for daily driving and long hauls or get a seven three and add gear ven- uh, gear vendors od unit or is it even necessary you guys uh, in your overdrive i'd love to hear a deep dive uh, on all things excursion not just seven three specific excursion maybe include things about what to look for when looking at an excursion for sale common issues what to nitpick and what's no big deal hope you take this into consideration love the podcast even if tyler is a gizzy glizzy guzzler <laughs> so without- glad we read this <laughs> dick you said leave out this part no, no. <laughs> well i'm gonna start it off All right. okay yeah i'm gonna start off with the with the what he mentioned cummins swap uh-huh. okay if you are going to do that you need to be fully aware of the cost of everything that is involved because mm-hmm. people, I think, think that it's like, you just buy a kit, just buy a kit and just put it in and it just goes. It's not like that. No. <laughs> um, if you had a, 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 a truck, a wreck truck or something that you were able to get at a really good deal or a complete, when I say complete, I mean complete engine, um, especially common rail, ECM, wiring harness, the whole, everything. Like that is the only time that I would consider doing a swap. Cause I mean, yes, you could do a 12 valve, you can do other, other engines, but to me, the ultimate engine in, in an excursion would be a common rail. Mm-hmm. Um, so first things first is you, you need to parse out the, the costs of all these parts. The engine is obviously going to be one of the more expensive things, especially if you're buying a higher mileage engine or an engine that had a problem, you got to factor in the cost of rebuilding that engine. And then you got to factor in the cost of the adapter plates. The adapter plates are somewhere around, oh, you looked at my like seven to a thousand bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have an ECM, that's a whole other cost that's involved. Um, there's, you know, a company D stroke that's out there that sells a lot of conversion parts. Um, that you would use, but just get the full idea of the cost before you start it. Because if you're trying to build a family vehicle, you obviously don't want a project family vehicle. No. <laughs> that, and you, that means you want to get it done right, which means whatever cost you think it's going to be in your head, double it. Yeah. I think, I think doing and a, time. a Cummins swap, ex, uh, again, unless you have like an engine laying around already, you have parts laying around or a wreck truck or something. I don't think that that would be a good option for a family vehicle, I agree. especially if you're going to not saying you can't do the work, but just if you are going to do the work, it's going to take you probably longer than you anticipated. Mm-hmm. And to pay someone to do it, you're going to be paying out the ass. It's going to be super expensive. Yeah. Especially. So keying off of that is for, I assume that you probably want to get something a little bit nicer. Okay, I'm not saying that you're trying to find some like super, you know, cherry limited excursion, but usually the folks that end up swapping these things are because they find like maybe a really nice V10 yeah, and they want to swap it in, which that means you're paying premium for a V10 
or they find maybe like a really really high mileage 6.0 or 7.3 where the motor's a little bit already tired which may still very well be a nice trim package but now you're dealing with a chassis it's got like 300,000 miles on it right and then you spend another 15 20 25,000 getting a 5.9 commerce swap down in there to a top tier level but you're still driving around a 300,000 mile truck right so that's always stuff to keep in mind yeah um i would but let's start off with just the variations of excursions we'll talk about that real quick so excursions they ran uh for the most part from 2000 to 2005 okay Uh, the biggest mistake that people make is they assume the 05s have coils in the front since the pickups had coils in the front in 05 they do not even a 2005 excursion will have the exact same suspension as the 99 to 04 trucks. They're still going to be leaf sprung. There's that's nothing changes there. I think that is the only truck that is still leaf sprung in 2005. In the front, oh, 100. percent It is the only one. <laughs> there's I mean, no I, other I saw, until you start getting the medium duty stuff. Yeah, there's no other leaf yeah. sprung still. <laughs> Could you imagine if they did do a coil spring front into one of those though? Like that would have been dope. I thought they did. Like, I thought what, they did too. When right. I when I first I remember the conversation when, when Brian came over, he's like, You're a power stroke guy. You, you ever think about getting an excursion? I was like, eh, you know, kind of my uncle has one. I kind of thought about, it. you know, maybe I don't know. I still yeah. just want a truck there. He goes, You should get excursions. So I started thinking about it. And I was still relatively fresh here. Yeah. And he, he was totally goading me into it. And maybe he made me an excursion ride, maybe he didn't, but uh, I kind of feel like I was always destined to be that. Yeah. But and th- I was thinking to myself, like, wow. When I when I look at you. I, I just Fuck. you just bleed excursion, like I don't, I don't know why. Like it just comes out of your pores. It must. Just big SUV. Yeah, I see Honda Element. That's a conversation for their day. If his, if his hat was backwards, Honda Element, <laughs> or maybe slightly askew. Yeah. yeah, Honda Element. <laughs> Two inches rotation of the hat. Yeah, excursion to Element yeah. and back again. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, you don't look like a truck guy. <laughs> I'll fucking fight you. <laughs> Minivan. Minivan. Um, anything with a large cab. Large cab. Yeah. Mega cab. Like a no, mega sized no, cab. Oh, no, oh okay. No, sorry. Too no, big. Too big. No, too big. No. Yeah. If you bought if you bought a mega cab, those sleeves would probably come off of your instantly. Flannel. It just, just fall it would off. just fall off. It'd be yeah. like, whoa, Ben, what happened to you? <laughs> like, Have you been doing curls? You're yeah. You, you start stuffing your pant leg yeah. in your boot. Yeah. 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 Put about 500 hats on my dashboard. Yeah. Yep. Throw a bit of Copenhagen in the lip. Yeah. Yep. Just like, damn, Ben. Didn't know you chewed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have to. It's <laughs> <laughs> part of that. It's my life now. <laughs> One of those big wallets. Yeah. You know, sticking. Tall wallet. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the, the, the check with a checkbook. Yeah, with, checkbook. A checkbook. <laughs> with a checkbook. Yeah. yeah. A pen. Okay. Sorry. We're getting that. I'll track here. So. Um, suspension wise, yes, they're leaf sprung in the front. Excursions do not ride really well. Okay. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> you can make them ride good for what they are, but it is still a leaf sprung truck in the front rides as such. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 99 to 05, those are your excursions. The engines that are going to be in there, you got a 5.4. That's your Triton V8. You guys... Beautiful engine. <laughs> Mechanical wonder. Three valves, <laughs> cam phasers. <laughs> Fuck. Comes with a factory rod knock. <laughs> yeah, really does. Um, 
We'll talk about engines in a second here. Yeah. But yeah, so V10. five four, the six point eight liter V ten, a six point liter power stroke, or a seven point three liter power stroke. Yeah. Okay, so the five fours were pretty much reserved for any of the pretty much lower trim levels. Yeah. Maybe a mid tier, like mid, I, unless someone custom ordered one, I rarely ever see a five four that has leather. Yeah, most of them are V10s, at least. Yeah, at least. Um, 5.4s are commonly found in the two-wheel drive versions. Most excursions are not two-wheel drive. Um, and I'll be honest, excursions are heavy, and uh, a 5.4, like, it'll move. You ain't towing shit, okay? And you're not going to get good fuel mileage out of it. Like, it's if this was literally a two-wheel drive... Which is weird, because it only has, like, six less horsepower than the 7.3. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? Six less horsepower, like four hundred less foot pounds of torque. Yeah. <laughs> it, and then the V10, they're like, "Wow, how can we make the engine bigger and make less power? Yeah, and have it sound like a fucking weird. just <laughs> weird blow dryer. Yeah. Like I don't know what the hell they sound like." So I, I almost, I would almost say no to the five four period. Um, the only yep. way I would say consider it is if you are literally looking to get a two wheel drive. You know, if you're looking to wreck it. Basically, like a, a mom mobile in town. Yeah. Like, that's it. You're not going to tow anything. It's not going to do well on the highway. It's basically just for scooting around. It's going to suck. Um, plus, 5.4s are notorious for cam phaser issues. Um, I had a 5.4 and a 99 F-150. Um, ended up, by the time it was done, it had like 380,000 miles on it or something like that. Uh, went through pretty much everybody in our family. And by the time we were done, that fucker was knocking and we were running 2050 in it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Started up every time yeah. though, and only yeah. spit out five spark plugs. <laughs> so that's another thing here. Both of these aluminum or both of these gas engines have aluminum heads, and they are known. It's a Ford thing. They spit out spark plugs. They make helicoil kits. You just have to carry one with you. It's the way it goes. Okay. A Ranger spit them out. Any any of those era, they just have aluminum heads. They spit out spark plugs. Um. So let's talk about a V10. The V10 is. It makes decent enough power. You can tow with it. They don't get great mileage. No, no. Um, but you can find high trim level V tens. Oh yeah. Um, they, and they're fairly fun to drive. I mean, you punch it, it's gonna fucking move. It's gonna. It's. It, yeah, like remember my, that my dad's V ten. Yeah. F two fifty. They get down. It, yeah, it got down. It just doesn't sound like a. No truck. <laughs> Please, for the love of God, do not put any louder exhaust on it. You will not like the way it yeah. sounds. You might think that, and you're it's like, not the same V10 that's in a Viper. No, it's not. Okay. Not even close. Um, and you might think like, oh, yeah, I just want to uncork it a little bit, see what you know, hear what it sounds like. It does not it sound doesn't good. Doesn't sound good. Just don't. Okay. That's like it, one of the only trucks that actually sounds worse when you put exhaust on. Yeah. It. Like if if you're worried about it free flowing, I would literally put like the biggest like Flowmaster Magna Flow, like a hundred series, whatever the hell it is. Or yeah, or just not touch it something like that but uh i mean they they do relatively well there you routinely see v10s that get into the 200 250,000 mile range um maintenance is key on all of these obviously but you can find a nice trimmed out v10 um and on average they're going to cost you know if you find the same trimmed out 73s it's going to cost like 10 grand less yeah i mean you can get v10s for a lot lower cost mm -hmm. so factor that in if you if you do plan on towing with it, or you just have to have a diesel, now we're talking about seven three or six O's. Um, I should have probably asked this before we came on the show here, but like I don't know if this is your first diesel or not. I'm going to assume it is, just kind of for any, everybody out there. 
If it's a tween, a 6.0 and a 7.3 for your first diesel, please just choose the 7.3, okay? Unless. There's there's a couple of unlesses. Yes. Okay. Um, unless, let's say you have a brother who knows 6.0s in and out. You have a... Or there's a listing for one that has been, it's got head studs. Maybe it's got a bulletproof remote oil, oil cooler. It's got it's got it's got the things that it needed to get it to the point where it's more reliable, mm-hmm. especially head studs, oil cooler yeah. stuff. Um, that's that's the only time. And usually, those six O guys know what they have and will list it as such, yeah. uh, saying, "Hey, you know that's that's where the common term of where it's been bulletproofed." Mm-hmm. Um, so. It, and that poses another question. If you're seeing a listing for one that says bulletproofed, but it has no description on what has actually been done. If they didn't do head studs, that's a first red flag. They didn't do everything mm-hmm. that they went the cheap route. They probably put Ford factory head gaskets on there and the Ford factory head gasket kit comes with new bolts and they probably use just the bolts. Okay. Got to have the head studs. Um, get a list of things that were quote unquote bulletproofed on that six O. Mm-hmm. Um, just cover all your bases. Just make sure all that stuff is done. Because I mean, that's ultimately the, the those are the things that cause the six O to have the reputation that it had. Um, when you fix them, they run like a freaking raped ape, dude. Like they yeah, they, they get great mileage. They get good mileage. They sound good. They pull like a motherfucker. They are, are quick. You can build power with them. I mean, they're smoother than a seven three. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as all that stuff's been done, if you're if, if if you're looking at one that's like just a bone stock six o, there there's, I would automatically add in the cost of doing some of these other aftermarket items to that to the cost of that that vehicle, hmm. because you're going to end up doing it. Yeah, and for for me, so like I, I'm I'm shopping for another truck right now. And six O's are on my map, seven threes are on my map, even even some second gens are even on my map, and third gens. I, I know I'm getting real wild with what I'm willing to accept nowadays. Um, but for me, I I just don't want a six O that has over two hundred thousand miles on it. I don't care if it's been bulletproofed. I just I'm not that comfortable with it yet. Yeah. Um, I'd be willing to get into a six O that was bone stock and not bulletproofed, but had one hundred twenty on it. Yeah. you know yeah. that had maintenance records or something like that right so just the you have to be a lot more selective with a 60 in my opinion than you with a 73 and you also need to know that if you are getting into a 60 um just maintenance is key you yeah. you cannot neglect a 60 and you're so, probably going to find more 60s than 73s for sale depending on your price range but i mean I will say that I feel like I I have seen yeah. a lot of seven three six or uh, excursions mm-hmm. lately, but in the past they've always been. Well, six I mean they, they made them for you know a longer time that the excursion sure. was alive, right? Um, so that being said, um, yeah, just make sure that you are doing your homework with the six O before you get into it. Um, seven threes, and also when you start getting into the diesel excursions, you are going to find that the price basically stays the same so let's say you find like a really nice trimmed out v10 that has a hundred thousand miles on it that is basically going to cost the same as a mid-tier trimmed out 7.3 or 6.0 with like 250 on it yeah so you're paying that pre you're going to pay a premium for a diesel especially if it's got basically anything you know if it's a a good trimmed out what i mean by trimmed out is like leather 
a limited eddie bauer xlt something like that yeah um for the most part i will say as far as trim levels go uh excursions tended to be fairly nice like it's very rare that i come across a cloth a cloth excursion yeah it's i'd say it's like one in okay, with one, the diesel yes yeah, it's it's not very often you come across a a, leather, a cloth one, but as far as leather goes, you can get leather in an XLT. The limiteds have leather. The Eddie Bowers had leather, um, and as you go up and up and up there, um, they have nicer packages on the inside, like factory DVD players, climate control, seat warmers, all that kind of good stuff. Um, so, yes, the seven three is my preferred one. I would go with that one if I were you. Personally, yes, I know they don't make a ton of power, but they work well in six or in excursion, man. I just well, it's a big old hunk of shit with a big ass fucking iron engine in it. As far as Ford platforms go, I, I, I mean, I'm with you. I mean, a, a seven three is just gonna, it's just gonna last. I mean, there's not a lot to go bad. It's true with the actual in the base part of the the base, the main components of the engine itself. Mm. Like you're gonna want yeah, to buy some injectors, yeah, fuck ton of O rings, <laughs> buy stock and O rings. Yeah. Um, but there's not a lot. I mean, you're gonna have your regular maintenance items just like any other vehicle. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I seven three would be the only. Again, it's got it's got. There's not enough power to hurt itself. Like I mean, in stock form. I mean, really. I mean, <laughs> I mean, obviously listen to the podcast, but I'm a seven three guy. I'll tell you right now, those things are just. They're... ass anchors yeah. in stock yeah. form yeah you know yeah. so let's talk about some other factors here if you're buying an excursion you're basically buying around a 20 year old vehicle yeah. okay there's something to consider here you're not going to be able to get a loan for this thing most people are not going to give you an auto loan for a 20 year old vehicle period. yeah unless you have collateral Unless you're using a personal loan, but you're not going to call someone and then and then say, "Oh, but it's a real low mileage." They're not going to care. Like, like this no. is a 20, 20, 25 year old vehicle. It's got two hundred thousand miles on it, and you want to get a loan for yeah. eighteen thousand dollars? <laughs> yeah, you're an idiot. Yeah, we'll give you a personal loan for like six. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so keep that in mind. You're more At than likely eighteen percent interest. <laughs> yeah, you're more than likely going to have to pay cash for it um or figure that you know get a loan on your own and figure it out uh that being said again this is a 20 year old vehicle yeah 20 year old vehicles have 20 year old problems yeah um you know you may find that like you know oh no i need a new you know i gotta do bearings in the rear end my front hubs are not unlocking i've got windshield washer fluid leaking <laughs> all over that, the place february surprise baby <laughs> yeah february surprise you've got you know my up pipes are leaking you know, you're going to find a lot of things that leak on these things. Yeah. You got to be okay with, you got to be okay that this 20 year old vehicle is going to, it's going to nickel and dime you a little bit, yeah. especially that first year you have it. Oh yeah. You're going to, you're going to find all these kinds of things. You're going to fix one thing and then another thing's going to happen. And then you're going to fix that and another thing's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And you'd be uh, like, this isn't even correlated. These aren't even, in the, but how but and why? It, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it just, it just happens. Literally happened to me this weekend. Yes. So these things, they will nickel and dime you. They're old. That's just the way it is. Um, if you're tra- if you're thinking, oh, I found one that has like 80,000 miles on it, like we were just talking about, get ready to pay through the ass for it. Yeah. What, uh, it just, which I still think is outrageous for that truck. Yeah. Because I don't think anybody's going to pay $66,000 $66, when they can just go buy 
like a new power stroke. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of people that have a lot of money that are really dumb. So yeah, you know, maybe. I don't know. Um, some other things here. So excursions from the factory only came with one code of leaf spring in the front. Whether it was a 5-4, they all came with one code of leaf spring. Which means if you have a diesel in the front, that same leaf spring is supposed to support a 5-4. Yeah. I don't know about you. But a 7.3 weighs a hell of a lot more than a 5.4. Yeah. So that's why when you see excursions, especially with diesels, and they seem to sit so <coughs> nose down. And they also ride like extra ass because they're basically on the bump stops. Every time you go over a bump, yeah. that, that Their suspension is like three inches of rubber. Exactly. <laughs> like, and that's why they feel so rough on the road. Um, they did that um, not only to... Because for for some reason is really good about you know moving forward and innovating with parts and like having half years, but then in their infinite wisdom they decided to have the weakest fucking leaf spring on the front. <laughs> Anyways, um, you can literally put an F two fifty leaf spring on the front and it'll level the truck out and it'll ride a hell of a lot better. That's why I did on mine. Um, but keep that in mind if you're trying to put it in your garage, uh, it is barely going to fit, especially with certain size tires on there. Uh, rust rust is an issue on these excursions, especially on the rockers. Yeah. Big cab. Big cab, rust, Love water spots. collects. Yeah, um, they pretty much all came factory. In fact, they all actually not pretty much. They all came factory. I don't want to say all, Ev- but I will say every single excursion that I have looked at or seen pictures of, they all have a roof rack, which means they have rails on there. Yeah, um, that tends to collect water. There tends to be rust that happens yeah. there. Um, also under the frame, uh, make sure you're checking out there. Um, windshields on that era of super duties tended to leak uh, especially because we're talking about trucks that are 20 years old um, if it wasn't well taken care of chances are you're going to be doing a new windshield on there um or well i mean you pretty much have to get a new windshield if you want to get it resealed uh, what else here um fun fact excursions use their own taillights you cannot put power stroke or just normal f250 350 taillights on there you can however do standard f250 350 headlights or front clip whatever you want to do there um interior trim levels like we talked about before you have your xlt which can come with leather um more than likely does not have seat warmers though and they did not have uh climate control if you're not if you don't follow me when i say climate control and hvac control what i'm talking about is in a lot of you that maybe haven't had older trucks don't understand this but you know being able to like set an actual temperature and it does the rest that's climate control Normal HVAC is fan knob, temperature knob, direction knob. That's it. If it gets too hot, you turn it down. If it's too cold, you turn it up. There's yeah. no like, oh, it's, I'm going to turn a little bit of this, monitor it. Like the thermostat in your house. You set yeah. a temperature and it maintains that temperature. That's what he's talking about. Exactly. Um, next, some of them may or may not have fog lights. Um, those are controlled <clears throat> through the headlight switch. Um, and some of them may or may not have auto headlights. Um, it could be any of those uh what else here uh second row um heated or cooled seats was not an option in the second row (laughs) it's too early in time for that sorry (laughs) um but they did offer a bench or captain's chairs Um, i'll leave it up to you but 99 percent of time there's going to be a bench in there uh captain's chairs are kind of cool like my suburban had captain's chairs with the car seats and whatnot makes it really easy to get to it to the back seat yeah Um, but also with if you have two kids one each car seat that becomes a valley of despair because anytime they drop anything it's on the floor yeah at least if they're a little bit bigger and they drop it they can pick it up off the seat but now that it's on the floor um so take that for what it will um 
Man, what else? Uh, yeah. Buy uh, a mega cab. Yeah. They, uh, I mean, the, <laughs> all excursions pretty much are all super duties from 99 to a four. Calipers tend to drag, and it's not the caliper's fault. It's the fact that the brake lines deteriorate very early. So if you find that, um, you will have calipers drag. All of mine did. Uh, replace the brake lines and put stainless steel ones on there and potentially clean and lube the calipers or just replace them. Um, again, nickel and diving you. This yep. this vehicle is going to nickel and dime you. Um, what else? With, uh, with having kids in there, um, I don't know how tall you are or your wife is, um, but the excursion, even in stock form, is not short. Uh, my wife is like five four five five um and she can stand on the step and put kids in just fine um but i can tell it's a little bit a little bit just a touch too tall for her like she once the kids a little bit bigger she'll be fine but like if you actually have to set the baby in there in the car seat or something like that gets a little bit rough um also as far as like how soon you want your kids to be able to climb in and out of the vehicle by themselves my my son was able to climb in and out of my wife's escape probably like a year and a half before he could climb an excursion um that's just kind of the way it goes um yeah just it's gonna nickel and dime you man just get ready for it i would also say don't be afraid to look out of state for one yeah don't don't yeah exactly that but also think about the state you're buying it from if it's like a really good deal in minnesota and it's got a great paint job and there's no pictures of the undercarriage fuckers rusted (laughs) guaranteed Um, and body work on excursions is not cheap because a, they don't make them anymore. And B, they only made them for a short amount of time and they don't interchange with anything else from basically the back door back that huge quarter panel. Something goes wrong there. Fucking have fun, my friend. Um, that the glass in the back, have fun. One of those breaks, I can tell you from experience, mine broke. Took me six weeks to get a new piece of glass in there. So shit happens you just gotta yeah. deal with it um some of them may or may not have remote entry so check for a key fob um yeah I mean, buying excursion is just gotta be careful dude <laughs> but in my opinion yeah get a 7.3 if you feel comfortable with a 6.0 get a 6.0 if uh if you're not towing with it and you're okay we get a v10 do P- it pussy <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Stop listening to the podcast yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that V10 should never be an option. All right. We need to we need to those need to die a quick and and uh painless death. They can stay in motor homes. They can stay in all those damn Sure, yeah, sure. Fine. I don't want them anywhere else though. Get them out of there. Get them out of there. Uh what was the other one? Oh, as far as um between a uh no, what was the other question? He he was wondering about the uh if you should buy a Cummins and uh... oh, um, <laughs> do not buy an excursion with the intent of swapping a five nine comma rail on. Okay, and I want unless to reiterate... you have knowledge parts, yes, all this shit available, and you know you're going to get it done because it, it, it if not, it's going to be a product that's going to drag on and it's going to start pulling money out of your pocket you didn't know mm-hmm. you needed, and then you're going to get it maybe get it done, and then you're going to realize something doesn't work right or just. Unless you are fully aware of the full pro, and listen, I 
we sell parts for for these trucks. I can't tell you the whole process of what it takes to make the all the freaking gauges work and all that shit. Like it's that's why a lot of people will go with a twelve valve because they could. <clears throat> you, it's just a lot less electronics to deal with to try to make work. But again, then when you pop the hood, it's like okay, you got this older generate, which is not a bad thing. I, I don't want to say it like it's a bad thing because there's been plenty of like really clean swaps of you know an excursion with a 12 valve oh. but it, it, if i were to do it i would only do a common rail and something like that mm-hmm. especially a family vehicle and i'll tell you right now if you're if this is your first kid you're about to learn very very quickly that your time is going to become very very decreased yeah. for the amount that you have to put into your family vehicle and you can have the coolest wife in the world okay i don't care yeah. Like, I'm just telling you from, from, you know, I am definitely not a dad expert. Got five years on one and a year and a half on the other one. But I can tell you right now, it's going to get your tinkering time is going to get cut down basically to like a quarter of what it was before. You need to be, you have to plan everything out and you'll be amazed how much you can get done in 15 minutes from when you park in the driveway before Ooh. someone comes in the garage and says, what are you doing? Yeah. You will be absolutely astonished what you can mash out in that 15 minutes. And I mean, you'll have to, because again, this thing is going to nickel and dime you. Yeah. So reading over the email, I don't think a gasser was ever like in his equation. Just no. using that as a Good. platform he, for he a Cummins He was talking conversion. about using that as a platform for a Cummins swap. Or, yeah. Regardless. Yeah. I mean, even you got even more problems there because you know you got a dash that's got a, the wrong tack. Um, that's not that big of a deal. You can well. change the tack. You can change the gauge cluster. It's not that big of a deal. Okay. Okay. All right. Do I want to? No, I'm not even a little bit. So let's talk about what you can do to say your seven three or six zero excursion to kind of like make it cool, make it your own. Come and swap it. Coil swap, <laughs> not Cummins. <laughs> coil swap. Yes, coil, coil swap, swap the front. Yeah. Um, basically, uh, the anything from 05 and up will pretty much get the job done. But ideally, you want to five O five to ten, and even more specifically in there O five to O seven. Um, I have. I'll tell you right now, I have not done it myself. I've done extensive research, though, on this because that is a goal of mine for my excursion. And from everyone that I've talked to that has done it, every, all the reading I've done on it is if you do find axles from an 05 to an 07, and you literally have, like, the the frame, you have the truck. This is not like, oh, I bought axles, and then I have everything I need, and then you realize you need parts. If you literally have a rolling chassis yeah. from start to finish, it's like, five six hours to get it yeah. done and that's yeah. assuming that that's after you like drilled out all the rivets on the mounting plates and all right. that kind of stuff but like as far as like getting the axle from one to the other one that's it like you don't have to really buy special parts to make one work to the other as long as you have all the parts from one and they go on to the other one because yeah. they they use the same frame literally the same frame so uh one other thing to consider too if you're thinking oh i'm just gonna coil stop the front axle that's totally fine you can do that one, make sure your gear ratios match. And two, just so you know, the front axle on the coil swap trucks, it's going to have about a three-inch wider track width than the rear. So either start running wheel spacers in the back to get that equal or swap the rear axle. Yeah. And personally, I, I like the it. idea of swapping the rear <laughs> axle, especially if you do happen to find one from an 08 or up because – or no, from 11 and up because those you can find with an electronic factory rear locker which is pretty fucking cool in my opinion having a locker on a switch and it's a ford factory part 
sick. <clears throat> sick. Super sicky, sicky nar nar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but as far as if you are not wanting to really get into a coil swap option, um, to make it ride better, step one, get some s- just regular super duty leaf springs on the front. I ha- literally have dormant leaf springs in my front right now. They work great. I'm running some blown out fucking shocks. It still works. Okay. Uh, but the biggest thing is getting that front end up just a little bit. Don't do the shackle drop on there or like the, the, the leveling shackle. I did that. Those springs, they're just too soft. It's going to feel like it works. It doesn't. Just get a new leaf spring for it. Um, if you are trying to get a leaf sprung excursion to ride really well, the best riding excursion with leaf springs, the kit is from Carly. It is not cheap. No. <clears throat> it is, I reiterate, not cheap. You're going to spend seven grand. And I'm going to say, too, it's still leaf sprung at yes. this point, okay? So I my first excursion, I did a Carly kit on there. Shout out to Carly. It's a fucking badass kit. You run King 2.5s, Deavers front and back. Um, you can clear 35s with no trimming it rides, whatsoever. It rides awesome. I ran 37. Four leaf springs. Yes. And I'm going to reiterate that here, too. But like mm-hmm. it's it. everyone that rode in that thing were like, holy shit, this thing bangs for a leaf sprung truck. Yeah. It rides really well for a leaf spring truck. It is the best riding excursion with leaf springs and keep in mind you search your local area and see how how cheap you can find a rolling 05 to 07 four-wheel drive truck frame only it's fine frame and and axles if you can find one for less than seven grand i would highly recommend doing that and you have the the tools and the know-how to do it because then you could at that point too you could then use carly suspension yes for an 05 and up and get Carly coils in the front and then have it ride even better. Yeah, and have better turning radius, yep. better brakes. And if you are having if you have kids, and I'll be honest, at my when I still my son was still well, he's still on car seat, but um lifting up a baby in their little seat up into an excursion that's lifted four and a half inches plus thirty sevens on there, my like my wife literally could not do it. Yeah. And like I was, literally, if you got bad shoulders, you're fucked, my friend. Like I'm not, a, I'm not a super tall guy. I'm like six foot tall. Like me trying to lift my kid up in there, lifting the whole thing literally above, basically, you know, to the where the bottom is, ba- like right under your nose. Every time you want to get that kid in and out, it gets old real fucking fast. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you this right now: your wife does not care how cool that suspension is. My wife acknowledged it one time, yeah, one time, and it was because and she was drunk. She was not sober, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Road sodas were a thing, okay? We, and I literally dr- I drove over like a I fucking... I was just guessing. No, she was. <laughs> okay. She already had her... She had a little day buzz going. <laughs> but it was... Yeah, so I was when I had my, my crawler shit on there, my 37-inch 37 MT, MTRs, and I literally drove over a fucking curb. Like, just a normal curb. I know, I know, okay? People off-road all the time. Yeah. But... I drove over a normal curb. I didn't even slow down. I was probably going like, I don't know, 30 miles an hour. Just drove over straight over it. Not like sidestepped into it. Just bonk. Over, up, over, done. She's like, was that a curb? I'm like, yep. Like like a normal curb? Yep. That was cool. (laughs) Yep. That's what $7,000 will get you, not including (laughs) tires. And she kind of looks at me. I'm like, don't worry, I get employee pricing, (laughs) which is still a lot. lot. And uh, case in point, I don't have that excursion anymore because I had to sell it so I could buy a house. So think about that. If you don't have a a house yet, for the love of God, do not get an excursion before you buy a house. Okay? Just 
pro tip. Um, next, if you're not wanting to spend a crazy amount of money, but you also do not have the facility to start looking at coil swapping something, if I had to do it all over again, um, my hands down would be a BDS. They make a four inch kit. Now I know I just said four and a half inch, but here's the thing. Whenever you see like BDS makes that same kit, basically that same part number, but it's two inch for super duty because they sit lower. Excursions sit so much lower. So a four and a half inch will basically put it level with a super duty has a two inch lift. Um, so I would do that with like Fox two 2.0 shocks of reservoirs all the way around and like new bushings everywhere and some like 17s on 35s, yeah. 20s on 35s or something like that. Um, that's as, and that would all bolt on. You get a track bar drop bracket with it. You get new leaf springs. You get a new track bar if you want. You get you can get Fox dual steering stabilizers on the front. It's going to ride really nice, again, for a leaf sprung truck, but also it's something you can do in your driveway. You don't have to start cutting off freaking shock mounts or coil buckets from other trucks or anything like that. You don't have to buy a whole extra vehicle. You can just buy the kit and put it on. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Um, you're also probably going to be not very impressed with the brakes on that thing. Um, SSBC makes the best brake conversion for that truck, front and rear. They ain't cheap. You're going to be spending like $900 to $1,000 on the front and probably about $1,000 on the rear. Um, but they do end up being like a three, three, I can't remember how many pistons they are. Well, probably three. Or, yeah. Yeah, because from the factory, it's a two piston front, one piston rear. So I think it's a, a three or four piston in the front, two piston in the back if I recall correctly. Um, but it's a full conversion kit, um, and that is the best way to get that thing to stop. Uh, I don't know if I have anything else to say about excursions. I feel excursioned out. Um, one thing I don't – maybe you skimmed over it. Mm -hmm. uh, he did uh, talk about transmission. Okay. Uh, the 7.3s had the 40110, four-speed. You know, so it's a three-speed with an overdrive. Uh, these six O's had the five R one ten and some, 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 some of the late, late excursions that were built with the V 10 had a five R one ten in it. Um, the final drive ratio on a five R one ten, exactly the same as a four R. Okay. It's, uh, they're both 0.71. Um, so you're not going to all of a sudden gain a whole bunch of, you know, or go down a whole bunch of RPM on the freeway. Uh, what you do gain is an extra gear, you know, as you're going through the gears, which does help out with applying power. Um, as you can tell, having extra gear splits, these new trucks now have 10 speeds. So typically, if you can add extra gear splits and a transmission that works well, you get, you know, you basically get in your power band and you stay there the entire time. Um, also, if you do plan on trying to make some power with your 6.0, 5Rs uh, are very stout from the factory. They work really well. Um, other than that, I mean, a 4R or 5R, they're... If you It'll do a 4R, fine going down the freeway. Don't fucking get a gear vendors on your five or your 4R, okay? Don't do that. It's it's not worth it. They It's probably going to cost you five grand to put that thing on there because you have yeah. to get a new drive shaft. If it's four-wheel drive, you can't use it in four-wheel drive. It's just an added system that could be an issue later on. And again, with a family vehicle, the idea is that if you're going on trips... You don't want to have to have all these super one-off trick parts on there yeah. so that if you randomly break down somewhere, you can walk into a freaking O'Reilly's and buy whatever you need. Yep. Um, sponsored by Dorman. Yeah. <laughs> Half my excursions Dorman, dude. Uh, Swear again, to God. Yeah. You, yeah. We talked about this with the towing thing because you were mm. – I was like, Ben, 
They've they've towed like that for thousands of years. Yeah. For many <laughs> it's millennia. Fine. <laughs> I do fall into that rut as well. Yeah. But uh um also I mean you can there's lots of parts out there available. There's lots of groups available. I highly suggest you um join some excursion groups on Facebook. Um if uh, I'll respond to your email with the one, I've got a couple that I'm in. I'll, I'll be honest. There's probably one that's only worth it. Um, and there's tons of posts on there all the time. Um, but <clears throat> it's just, it's a good way to kind of see what other issues people are having. So you can kind of get geared up for it. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, that barley juice is fucking hitting tonight. Yeah. But I think that's about all I got, man. That's all I got. Yeah. Excursions are fun. You're going to like it. If, if you're, if you're a, Getting, you know, getting ready to have, or did you say he just had a kid or he's getting ready to have his first kid? I can't remember. I pull up the email again. No, it was new dad. New so, dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Congratulations on kid one. Um, you will never get, there is no other vehicle that will do what an excursion can do besides an excursion. Um, and if for some reason you are balling out of control to the point you're thinking of common rail swapping an already nice low mileage excursion have someone else do it either a have someone else do it or dude go buy yourself like a 2014 like yukon denali yeah okay yeah you'll probably spend, that's gonna be way nicer it's gonna be way nicer you're probably gonna spend at you know maybe the same amount or less money and go get yourself you know an older power stroke to dick around with or something like that because i'll tell you right now at the end of the day again and if you listen to this podcast you know i've literally had this conversation with my wife uh, and I, I know not all wives are the same but uh she doesn't care right <laughs> the fact we that found we found that out there, there's there's a cut there's been only a few times where my wife has been like yeah excursion and it's usually when <laughs> some other girl asks about the excursion yeah then she's like oh yeah i drive it yeah it's yeah. an excursion and they're, they're like how big is this thing and she fucking huge i she only says this answer because this is what i tell people like is this a is this a like how big is this thing i'm like it's the biggest yeah <laughs> well i mean like how big is it, it is the biggest yeah. there is no other suv this big on the market and there never will be ever again this is the biggest suv you can buy period uh truthfully yeah. it's it's about the length of an extended cab long bed it's a little bit shorter but there it is yeah uh that's gonna about wrap this one up if you have more in-depth questions on excursions tyler would really love for you to send them in so we can talk about them and more at left and more at in depth <laughs> <laughs> there he is <laughs> yeah uh and I'll, I'll i'll leave you guys with i've been trying uh, to figure out where freaking taiwan is, is going globe. i'll leave you with one story of nickel and diving this weekend i uh, went to my washer washer fluid reservoir was leaking it's the february surprise february surprise there's always something in february guys um we figure that out yeah and it started leaking so i uh i bought a new reservoir and uh Figured, you know, figured it was time anyways before I tore into it. Um, and again, tearing into it is not that hard. You just take the battery out. It's right there. Um, but I took it out and realized, okay, it's leaking from the pump, not the reservoir itself. Went down to a rise, picked up a Dorman pump, uh, put that in with my Dorman freaking <laughs> washer fluid reservoir. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I knew that my my rear windshield wiper, because the, the, the washer fluid comes from the front, has a hose going all the way to the back. I knew the hose got disconnected somewhere because... A, it's not getting any fluid back there. And B, when I do it, I can see it basically dropping on the ground right in front of the passenger side door, but it's not coming in the cab. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll try find 
you know, trace down the hose and, and try and figure out. So I get the washer reservoir in there and the hose like follows my fender liner and then goes, disappears, but I see it underneath again. I can't see where it's leaking from. Cannot see for the life of me. Like, oh, cool. I'll just pull my inner fender liner out. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever pulled the inner fender liner out on these uh, like 9904 power strokes, but it's a fucking bitch and a half. Those things are like a quarter inch thick. Like, thank you for it for making a really nice fender liner, but how the hell do you get that thing out of there? I took every single push pin, every single bolt I could find out and still legit could not get it out. But as I'm pulling it out, I'm like, okay, I'm going to take the wheel off so I can get more access to all these nuts and bolts. So I do like any other good guy does. And when I take the wheel off, you know, I inspect my brakes real quick yeah. and I spin the tire. And because these have manual locking hubs, I want to make sure that I'm not spinning my half shaft going into my front axle because they're unlocked. I spin it and spinning the, the, the shaft going into my differential. Huh? Maybe I didn't unlock them. So I lock it, unlock, you know, double check, spin, spin, spin. They're still, and I'm trying to get my hand in there on the lugs and, and the U-joint uh, to like break it loose and see and they're not coming loose. So I pull the, and I'm thinking, okay, my hub must be stuck. My selector must be stuck. Pull the selector out, spins freely. Spins just like I lubed it up last time. Super smooth. I'm like, fuck, what's going on here, boys? So then I shove a pry bar in there. And uh, and again, there, there's no like excessive play or anything like that. Yeah. Because these things are known for unit bearings going out. No excessive play. So I shove a, a pry bar in there. And I start trying to grab the lugs and start cranking it over. And like, it takes up some slack and it just goes... <laughs> Oh, oh no and it's like sunday afternoon i'm like fuck no, no i can't do this right now <laughs> i like i we just had to make it through winter yeah. like why did i check this <laughs> february, february surprise and it was it's spinning freely like it's not pulling to one side or anything i'm just spinning the shaft inside there i'm like well fuck the needle bearings on the inside of my unit bearing are fucking toast hopefully it didn't score up my half shaft too much because at the beginning of winter it was fine this wasn't an issue but now it is uh so i'm like shit so i slammed it all back together i'm like i can't finish this right now like it's literally yeah. i it did the thing i didn't i wasn't supposed to do back did, pocket little you know, problem you know i torqued it down take for a quick chest drive hit a couple of like driveways sideways to make sure it was like okay one wheel's not gonna fall off or anything like that okay i'm just spinning a shaft when i don't need to um so shout out to kryptonite i did order some lifetime uh unit bearings from them i greatly appreciate that um the only downside is and this is not their fault but uh earlier excursions mine is an 01 some of them do have coarse threaded studs um which mine is uh, however the unit bearings only come with fine threaded so i had to go buy wheel studs and i'll just pound those out and put new ones in and you bet your ass i got dorman wheel studs <laughs> onions <laughs> of deception onions <laughs> of deception if you're not watching our shop uh episodes that come out every tuesday on the youtube channel you gotta check it out because <laughs> it's just <laughs> onion of deception that's all i'm gonna say yeah. you start peeling those layers back yeah it makes it cry every time yeah. <laughs> here with the boys let's do it yeah all right guys about time for us to go live because it's about 5 p.m here when we're doing this again we film these on wednesdays and we go live right on 5 p.m on wednesday so thank you guys for tuning in i hope that answers all of your excursion questions if you have more send them in or if you end up buying one or if you have a couple of listings email them to me i'm happy to look at them for you and give you a seasoned eye on what's going on tyler Tell me how much you love excursions. Is it Thailand or Thailand? Perfect. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and check us out at dieselpowerproducts.com.